0: so rod wood is the quiet vet rod you are the son of a farmer and you're here today to talk to us about your latest book uh, which is called the quiet vet did you always know that you wanted to be a vet
1: I think once I knew that I was never going to be able to, Dad and I were never going to be able to farm together because the farm was too small that, yes, the um, being a vet was my chosen, voc- or a farm vet was my chosen voc- vocation, Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, which is, I think it's wonderful for someone to know from childhood what they want to do and that you actually went to university and studied something that you're going to use for the rest of your life, whereas so many of us sort of fumble around trying to decide what to do and get a degree, which may have no bearing on anything we do for the rest of our lives. So I think that's a a brilliant thing to be able to do. So, yeah, your, your speciality is farm animals. Did you specifically choose that branch of veterinary?
1: Um, I did. Yes, Dad was a dairy farmer. So, um, yeah, the reason I wanted to be a vet was to work with cows yeah, and yeah, work on the farm and uh, work in the countryside.
0: That's that's brilliant. And you've been a farm vet for many many years. In fact, you're retired now. What's the biggest changes that you've seen in farming?
1: Um I think probably I mean there's a lot of changes which I've described um in the book but I suppose probably the biggest change is the intensification in farming um the small family farm no longer exists or there there are a few but economics dictate that um you have to be bigger and bigger um and that's I mean so it's farming has become more and more of a business than just a um, you know, taking on the family farm like it used to be when when I was a kid. Mm.
0: Yeah, which um, is that—is it a good thing or is it not a good thing? Do you think?
1: Um, I think um, farming has to survive financially. Obviously, you know, it's subsidised. Um, so that to that extent. Um, the intensification of farming, as long as the welfare sides are, are respected, has become a good thing. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and you say farming is is subsidised. Are all farms subsidised?
1: Um, there's many many subsidies available to farmers. Um, a lot of it now is being more orientated to stewardship of the land. But um, I think you know many many farmers you know love their land and, and, and they're only too keen to see um the countryside as it is um yeah. intensification means trees and things get chopped down but um you know most of the farmers i've known work with love wildlife and they want to preserve wildlife
0: mm, yeah and i I've, I've started reading your book and um and that just shines out that, that i mean how wonderful to go to work every day and just be in the countryside and amongst nature and animals i think it's it, it must be such a lovely thing to do. Um, but this isn't your first book, is it, Rod, is it? I was trying to work it out. Is it your third or your fourth?
1: It's the fourth book I've had fourth. published, yeah.
0: Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Mm. So um, what can we expect, really, from this one?
1: I hope it will give people some indication, as you said, one of the changes that have happened in, in both, I mean, obviously a farm vet and a farmer's life uh, 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 very closely linked um, I hope it will show some of the changes in farming, some of the changes in the medicines that we've used um, some of the medicines obviously there's um, a lot of talk about you know, the resistance in human medicine coming from animal medicine um, and to some extent probably we've gone back to a lot of the drugs that I started using when I first started work um, 45 years ago Oh, wow. um, I, I, I hope they'll also show a love of the countryside um, and also I think some of the pressures that the and the farmers um, work under um, obviously you know my first book Kilimanjaro was about uh, me overcoming depression um, as a profession we suffer a lot from um, mental illness and I think probably I think we probably have the highest suicide rate in, uh, amongst any of the professions and I hope I have touched on on a bike but I don't want to make it sound as if this is a really boring book I mean you know it's very light hearted I hope in places but I hope hope it shows some of the realities of of being a vet
0: yeah 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 I think um, I mean obviously I've known you a while and um it's listening to some of your stories i think it it's a good book to read i've actually stopped reading it because my husband's taken it and he's reading it at the moment but i will get it back (laughs) i know your love of the countryside encourages you to get out and walk and that you have raised um money for various places um one which i love the idea of is called send a cow now called ripples tell us a little bit about that and that was all to do with climbing climbing Killy, wasn't it
1: um, the mob was Climbing, um, climbing Mount Kenya, money for, for Sender Cow as it was then. Um, yeah. A book that I have um, written but not published yet um, was about my work over in Kenya with, um, with with Sender Cow where I went over to teach um, smallholders how to get more the land so that they can become more self-sufficient, generate an income so that they can feed and educate their children, and hopefully, you know, that their peer groups will see them improving their lives so that they'll want to do the same. I mean, I would have to say probably it's been the biggest privilege in my life to, to then do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's such a lovely thing to do, isn't it? Because I think as we all travel the world, we see so many countries where... It's almost like biting the hand that feeds because they don't look after their animals, and and they need to, you know. As you say, it, it's it's really key that they do look after it after them.
1: Yeah, yes. I mean, a, a lot of a lot of these um, um, people from Kenya, um, East Africa, are herdsmen basically. Um, that, that, that's their living. And yes, I think you know it's important to show them how to treat animals properly, and and um, to that actually get more more production out of them so that um they can sustain themselves especially you know like times at the moment where there is drought in kenya um somalia again so yes it is it is very important
0: yeah yeah is it i mean what can they do if there's um if there's a drought it must be really difficult for them to look after the animals
1: Um, I think a lot of Ripple's work now is not only involved in the care of animals, it's concerned with growing vegetables, conserving and improving the land so that it retains water better. Um, So, yeah, it's quite a full program that they and I try to do. And, okay, you know, climate change might not be Africa's fault, but, um, um, yeah, it, it, it is just helping them in some direction to, as I say, just to improve production of the resources they've got.
0: Okay, okay, that sounds fascinating. And um, your book has been published now, so it is called The Quiet Vet. Where can people get the book from?
1: At the moment, um, I'm distributing it myself, so if anybody wants to contact me at rodwoodauthor at gmail.com.
0: Okay, that's brilliant. We will... um, put that in when we when we uh, publish the podcast as well we'll put that email address in so that people know where they can get hold of the book Rod, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for your time up again, Jill.
0: Oh, it's a pleasure thank you for yeah. joining us
1: Okay, thank you very much. You. Bye
0: Sorry's <laughs>